John 1.14 says, The Word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. We have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Our prayer is that you might see God's love and faithfulness as you listen to our Sunday morning message here at First Methodist Bryan. Good morning. I want to take a minute to welcome you personally if you're here in person or joining us online. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. This morning, I've been given the privilege and the opportunity to conclude the Psalm 23 sermon series. So if you have your Bibles, I would encourage you to take them out and to turn to Psalm 23. We're going to be looking at the last two verses, verses 5 and 6. You know, this is one of my favorite psalms, and you would think that the task of preaching through even just a small portion of this psalm, such as verses 5 and 6, would be easy. But actually, I found it to be difficult because I have a a long history with this psalm. You see, when I was six years old, my parents were going through a divorce, and I remember in that time, my dad pulling me aside day by day in teaching me to memorize this psalm. And as I grew up, I would hear this psalm quoted and cited at funerals of loved ones that had passed away. In fact, just recently in February, a friend of mine, a close friend of mine passed away, and even at that funeral, this psalm was um, quoted. And so this psalm brings back emotions and just thoughts of division and hurt and death and pain and so when I, when I think through it a lot of those memories come to mind so you may be wondering at this point well then why is it your favorite psalm well that's because just a few years ago I read this book by Dallas Willard called A Life Without Lack Living in the Fullness of Psalm 23 and it was after reading that book that I realized that since I was six years old till the present day that God had been using this psalm to call me and to draw me to himself. And so it's my prayer this morning as we look at the last two verses of this text that the Lord would use it to call you and to draw you. Psalm 23, if you're there, let's, let's go ahead and take a look at it. It says this, and I'm reading from the NLT this morning. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray together. Father, you are worthy of our worship, Lord. Father, as we open the scripture and think through it, Lord, help us to capture the heart behind this text. Father, we thank you for all that you do. Help us to come to know you, Father. Draw us, draw our hearts this morning, and help us to embrace the sufficiency of the one true God in our lives. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. As I sat down to pray through and to read through and with commentaries and pen and paper and my Bible and to think about what it is the Lord would have me say to you this morning. 
the first thing that came to my mind for some strange reason was this idea for a commercial. A commercial for a life without lack or a, a commercial for the sufficiency of Christ in our lives. And I thought, I'm not going to share that. But I am going to share it. I just imagined this person coming onto the TV screen and some guy that I never seen before and he might say something like this are you tired of life being more than you can manage on your own are you sick and tired of being sick and tired everywhere you go are you feeling crushed by the thought that you're missing out on the good life well then you need the good shepherd and then after that I imagine some Different people coming onto the screen, giving their testimonials of what life was like with the Good Shepherd. The first person might say something like, With the Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I lack. There's nothing I want. And then another might come on and say, With the Lord is my shepherd, I enjoy lying in soft, lush, green grass near clear and calm waters. And of course, there's beautiful imagery in the background. And then another person might come on and say, my life was broken, but with the good shepherd, my life is being restored. The good shepherd is restoring my soul. And you see how this commercial just goes through Psalm 23, verse by verse. Another person would say, even when I was facing death, I was at peace because the good shepherd was with me. With the good shepherd, I eat good, even in the presence of my enemies. No fear at all. A day at the spa is nothing compared to the oil he anointed me with. With the good shepherd, my cup is neither half empty or half full. It always overflows. And then I imagine the original speaker would come back onto the screen and he would conclude the commercial by saying something like, With the good shepherd, you can count on goodness and mercy to follow you for life. With the good shepherd, you'll always have a place to stay now. And forever. And as funny as it might be to think of this psalm as a commercial for the sufficiency of God in our lives, I really believe the message behind this text is an invitation to invite us into embrace the Good Shepherd, to embrace God, and to experience a peace that surpasses understanding. And I believe that's available for us through Jesus. He said, I am the Good Shepherd. When I began to think about these verses, verses 5 and 6, and I began to ponder the first part of it, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I immediately thought of my very first family reunion. I was five or six, so um, I was very afraid. I, I showed up, and I realized just how big my family was, and though they were all family, I didn't know one of them. They were all strangers to me, <clears throat> and so I just stayed by my daddy's side, and everywhere he went, I went, and if he went to eat, I went to eat. If he went here or there, I went here or there with him, and as long as I stayed by his side, I really was afraid of nothing. The day was actually quite pleasant. It wasn't a table before the presence of my enemies after all. But this family reunion, the idea of it is that when we, this psalm invites us into the presence of the Good Shepherd and to God, and, and it's there that we find that by our Father's side, there's no fear. 
in the presence of our Heavenly Father, we can experience joy and a sense of well-being, no matter what. It's through this text that I've learned that our Father's words here gives us strength and empower us. Just a few years ago, about four or five years ago, I remember my dad calling me up and he said, Son, I need your help. I'm at work and I can't get away or I would do it, but I need you to go over to my house. Uh, Kathy, that's my stepmother, she was about to walk the dog and the dog got loose from her and ran under the house and the leash got tangled up around some piping. And I need you to go over there, crawl under the house, and untangle the dog and set it free. I said, sure thing. I hung up the phone, got in the truck, and I started driving over there, and I'm thinking, what did I just get myself into? I am highly claustrophobic. And the idea of crawling in this dark tunnel underneath this house with spiders and who knows what, I began to get very sweaty and clammy. And I drove over there, and I was thinking, oh, Lord, you're going to have to help me with this one. When I got there, I see Kathy on the side of the house with a shovel digging a hole in the dirt so I would have enough room to get under there. And to me, that looked like a shallow grave. I did not want any part of that. So I got out, and said, Dad called me, told me what happened, and I'm talking with her, and I'm looking at that hole, and I'm like, I'm psyching myself up. I'm trying to build courage to go down in this hole and crawl under the house 15 minutes passed 20, 30, 45 minutes gone by my dad calls me and I answer the phone he says well how did it go did you get the dog loose I said I, I can't do it I'm claustrophobic and scared to death and he said son I believe in you and I know you can do this I wouldn't ask you to do it if I didn't think you could and if I didn't think it was totally safe and that was very strange for me. That was the first time I'd ever heard my dad say that to me, that he believed in me. And in that moment, courage just filled my heart. And I went down in that hole, and I crawled under the, the house, and I untangled the dog, and we both came out. And this feeling of just overwhelming victory just filled my heart and my life. It was an experience like no other. And that's what I believe this psalm is, is teaching us, is that our Father's words and in his, being in his presence, it, fear will evade us. We'll have courage. And God's word will give us strength and empower us to do the things that we couldn't do on our own. The psalmist in Psalm 119, verse 11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You see, the psalmist knows that his heavenly Father's word in his heart would empower him to do the things that he could not do on his own. But the truth is, is that we've all sinned. The Bible tells us that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've all had certain fears and doubts, for some of us even to the point where it paralyzes us and keeps us from doing the things we need to do or abstaining from doing the things that we don't want to do, you know? It locks us up. But the good news is that Christ came and he showed us the way. Christ died and he's justifying us from the penalty of sin. 
Christ rose from the dead, and by his spirit and through his word, we are being saved from the power of sin. Paul wrote, we have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind. Christ ascended into heaven, and Christ will return to glorify us from the presence of sin. The apostle Paul wrote, that if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. You see, it's in the presence of God, and it's by the word of God and his gift the gift of God that fuels our hope and helps us to embrace this life of peace, a life without lack. You see, a lot of us are probably going some, through some things right now where we're looking for relief. We're looking for relief, and we're looking for relief in a lot of areas that are short-lived, and, we, and it turns out to not bring the relief we want. And maybe it's not relief we need, but maybe we need peace. Maybe we need the peace that surpasses understanding, the peace of the good shepherd. You see, I believe we can endure anything because of the sufficiency of God by faith in the Lord Jesus and fellowship through the Holy Spirit. Paul even said, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or an empty stomach with plenty or with little for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength you see it's because of Christ Jesus our Lord that we can say with David this morning you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies I'm not alarmed at all in fact, in love, I feel like inviting them to the table. Who knows how God might change their heart by offering them a place at this feast. Because of our Lord Jesus, the good shepherd, we can say with David this morning, you honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. My cup is not half empty or half full. It always overflows. The Lord Jesus said, whoever believes in me, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And you know, what if that's true? What if we can embrace the sufficiency of God in our lives with the good shepherd? What if we can embrace that peace that surpasses understanding that would cause us to do the things we could not do on our own? Then, then surely we can say with King David, surely goodness, mercy, and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray together. <clears throat> and, the, and I would also invite the band to come back up. Father, this is the kind of life I believe we want and that we long for. Where we find all of our sufficiency and comfort in you. Give us the courage 
to surrender our lives to the great shepherd of our souls, the Lord Jesus Christ. Give us a heart that breaks for what breaks yours. You said if we come to you and take your yoke and learn from you, you would give us rest for our souls. And so we believe. And so we come. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. This morning, the altar is open and available for you as the band plays our concluding song. And if this is the kind of life your heart has been longing for, if you want to come to know that peace that comes only from Christ, then you come. There will be people up here uh, that you can pray with. You come. The Lord is waiting. Amen. Thank you for listening with us. We hope that you have encountered the risen Jesus today. If you want to hear more, please consider subscribing. We would also welcome you to join us in person. For more information, please visit us at fmcbryan.org.